For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Patterns of Exile and Redemption in Genesis. This is part seven of the series. Joseph united with his brothers is a foreshadowing of redemption as explained in the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 1923, where it says, The reunion of Joseph and Judah brought about the redemption of their family from the exile of antagonism and isolation and paved the way for the growth of Israel into a great and mighty nation. The Midrash also implies that the redemption from the current last exile is is foreshadowed by the Egyptian experience. Joseph's personal exile from his family is likened to the national history of the last 1900 centuries. If the renewed love of those brothers is duplicated by their modern descendants, our redemption will come as did theirs. Let me repeat that again. If the renewed love of those brothers is duplicated by their modern descendants. Our redemption will come as did theirs. In other words, the ten tribes of Israel, Ephraim, or the house of Joseph, needs to show a love for Judah, and Judah likewise has to show a love for Ephraim, the ten tribes or the house of Joseph. And when that happens the redemption will come. The sages teach that the current exile was caused by baseless hatred. The same thing that caused the separation of Joseph from his brothers, baseless hatred. Genesis chapter 46, verses 27 and 28, we are told once again how Judah approaches Joseph. And the sons of Joseph, which were born him in Egypt, were two souls. All of the souls of the house of Jacob, which came into Egypt, were 70. And he sent Judah before him unto Joseph to direct his face unto Goshen, and they came into the land of Goshen. Judah approaching Joseph foreshadows the future redemption. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 1936, it is written, The sages liken the climatic meaning between Joseph and Judah, the harvester and the plower, to Amos' prophecy regarding the end of days. 
Continuing on, the Art Scroll of Genesis, Volume 2, page 1926. In the Midrash Rabbah of Genesis 93.5, Judah approached him. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plower will approach the harvester. Amos chapter 9, verse 13. The plower is Judah. The harvester is Joseph. The verse selected by the Midrash describes the future redemption. Amos chapter 9 describes the future redemption. What's contained in Amos chapter 9? The rebuilding of the tabernacle of David. Therefore, the rebuilding of the tabernacle of David speaks about the future unification of all 12 tribes. And in Acts chapter 15, the ruling there regarding the controversy of receiving non-Jews into the family, the basis for receiving them, it was quoted and referred back to Amos chapter 9, which means the setting of Acts chapter 15 as it's interpreted back to Amos chapter 9 is related ultimately to the end gathering of the exiles and all 12 tribes being united. In the Sanchito Midrash Rabbah volume 2 pages 880 and 881 it furthermore explains how Judah approaching Joseph foreshadows the redemption. And he sent Judah before him unto Joseph. This illustrates the verse that the wolf and the lamb shall feed together. Isaiah 65 verse 25. Another interpretation of wolf and lamb is that the wolf alludes to Benjamin. As it says, Benjamin is a wolf that raveneth. Genesis chapter 49 verse 27. While lamb alludes to the tribes, as it says, Israel is a scattered sheep. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 17. Continuing on this commentary from the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 2, page 881. Another comment, and he sent Judah. Scripture says, the envy also of Ephraim shall depart. Ephraim shall not envy Judah. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 13. The patriarch Jacob did this because he thought that Judah had killed Joseph when he brought his coat or dipped in blood as it says and he knew it and said it is my son's coat an evil beast has devoured him Genesis chapter 37 verse 33 in the commentary it says at this point Judah and Joseph were now at peace the verse from Isaiah indicates that in the messianic era there will be a reunion of all the tribes and they will again live in brotherly love So if there is going to be a reunion of all tribes, that means they're not united now. Notice how over and over it refers to a future uniting of all 12 tribes, meaning that today they're not united. The house of Israel, the northern kingdom, Ephraim, the house of Joseph, is separated from the southern kingdom or the house of Judah. The messianic era is about their uniting. An evil beast alludes to Judah as it says Judah is a lion's whelp. In the Torah Anthology to the Twelve Prophets, Volume 1, page 459, it explains that Joseph, united with his brothers, foreshadows the redemption. The story of Joseph and his brothers, Genesis chapters 38 through 50, is not an unfolding of chance events. Every detail stemmed from God and served his purpose. For the Almighty unfolded that the deeds of the fathers 
In other words, biblical history is a sign to their descendants. It's prophecy. The conflicts between Joseph and his brothers were an indication regarding the future splitting of the kingdom of Israel into the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Ephraim, son of Joseph. When later Joseph made himself known to his brothers, the reconciliation which ensued, Genesis chapter 45, alludes to a future time. The two kingdoms will reunite into one kingdom. Thus the Midrash teaches, and he sent Judah before him to Joseph to show the way before him to Goshen, Genesis chapter 46, verse 28. The scripture writes, the wolf and the lamb will feed together, Isaiah 65, 25. The wolf is Benjamin, and the lamb represents the ten tribes. As it says, Israel is a scattered sheep, Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 17. And the lion will eat straw, Isaiah 65, 25. The lion is Judah, as it says. Judah is a lion's whelp, Genesis chapter 49, 9. The ox is Joseph, Isaiah 65, 25. As it says, let the blessing come upon the head of Joseph, his firstborn ox. Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 17. The scripture conveys that the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Ephraim, son of Joseph, will eat and graze together as a single kingdom. And the book In the Garden of Torah by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson on page 68, he says that the half Torah for when Joseph is united with his brothers is Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 15 through 28 and he writes regarding the half Torah portion the theme of redemption is underscored by the half Torah which speaks about the ultimate union of Joseph and Judah Ezekiel 37 verses 15 through 28 where a verse there says and I will take the children of Israel from among the nations and bring them into their own land Ezekiel chapter 37 verse verses 21 and 22. Next, in Genesis chapter 48, we are told how Jacob gives a blessing to Joseph's sons. Ephraim and Manasseh. And in giving the blessing to Ephraim, it is said of Ephraim that he would be a multitude of people. The blessing of Ephraim that he would be a multitude of people is a prophetic foreshadowing of Ephraim being exiled or scattered into the nations of the world. Genesis 48 verse 14 and verse 19. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh head, guiding his hands wittingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. His younger brother shall be greater than he, and his seed, that is the seed of Ephraim, shall become a multitude of nations. In Hebrew, it's Melo HaGoyim. And commentary to this in the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 2121, it says, Eben Ezra comments that many nations will descend from him. The word Mellow or fullness means abundance. The phrase meaning and his seed will become the abundance of the nations. He will fill the nations. Rabbi Avraham ben Harambam somewhat similarly says the expression denotes abundance, profligacy, to a point that they will have to inhabit lands of other nations. It is an allusion to Ephraim's expansive territory. Radok says this refers to the exile when the land of others will be filled with Ephraim's descendants. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, Volume 2, page 2121, it goes on to say, from Hosea chapter 7, verse 8, Ephraim shall be mingled among the 
nations. So what kind of a blessing was this that one day his descendants, that is the ten tribes, would be scattered among the nations? Rabbi Monk explains, while it is true that the dispersion was caused by the unfaithfulness and sinfulness of Ephraim's descendants, see Hosea chapter 7, verse 8 and following, Jacob's blessing was not in vain, for they will return to God and will have a share in the world to come. Sanhedrin 1.10b. In Genesis chapter 49, we have an account where Jacob is going to give a prophecy to his sons in this prophecy prophecy is going to be regarding the descendants of his sons and the end of days. Genesis 49 verses 1 and 2. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, gather yourselves together. The phrase gather yourselves together is going to be a phrase that alludes to the ingathering of the exiles, which is the gathering of the tribes of Israel. Gather yourselves together that I may tell you what will befall you in the last days, meaning the gathering will take place at the end of days. Gather yourselves together in here. Here is Shema, which means the ingathering will be associated with return to our heritage, to a return to Torah, in the proclaiming of Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And hear, you sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. In the Genesis commentary to the Torah by Moses Nachmanides on page 580, he says that the phrase end of days is a reference to the days of the Messiah. In the end of days, these are the days of Messiah because it is written in Genesis chapter 49 until Shiloh come and his be the obedience of peoples. We can also see how the end of days is a reference to the days of Messiah in the art scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 2076, where it reads, Jacob's intention can be understood in a different, deeper sense. The expression end of days has a meaning beyond the calendar date when Moses or the Messiah will arrive. The end of days is a concept. It refers to the condition that will prevail when the Messiah arrives. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 2, page 947, we are told from Genesis chapter 49 that Jacob gathered his sons by the Holy Spirit or by the Ruach HaKodesh. Assemble yourselves and hear, you sons of Jacob. Genesis chapter 49, verse 2. Rabbi Tenhuma said, This teaches that they were scattered, and he, Jacob, assembled them by the Holy Spirit. This is a prophetic foreshadowing that the house of Jacob will be gathered in the end of days by the Holy Spirit, or by the Ruach HaKodesh. Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 25, verse 27, and verse 29. It is written, Therefore, Thus says the Lord God, Now will I bring again the captivity of Jacob and have mercy on the whole house of Israel and will be jealous for my holy name. So it's talking about the end of the captivity of Jacob. In what context is this mentioned? When I have brought them again from the people and gathered them out of their enemies' lands and am sanctified in them in the sight of many nations, neither will I hide my face anymore from them, for I have poured out my spirit upon the house of Israel, says, 
says the Lord God. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 2131, it is explained that when Jacob gathered his sons together, he wanted them to be in unity. Midrashically, the intimation was that Jacob was warning them against disunity or dissension, bidding them to assemble or to gather together, to remain united even after his death. Only in this way could the true redemption come about. Only when the twelve tribes are in unity can the true redemption come about. One Israel is the tribes of Israel united. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 1909, it says, quoting from 1 Chronicles chapter 17 and verse 21, your nation Israel, one nation in the world. The word here in Hebrew is Ahad. The last two letters of Ahad using gematria, which is assigning a numerical value to the Hebrew letter, which the last two letters of Ahad is the He and the Dalit. The last two letters equal 12. The 12 tribes and the first letter of Ahad, that is the Aleph, which means one, refers to the national unity of a united nation. United Israel is the bearer of God's glory on the earth, while a factionalized Israel brings discredit to the one who made it his chosen people. Glory can only be brought to the God of Israel when his people are redeemed and they are one. It's when he brought them out of Egypt that his glory was upon his people. It's when he gathers them from the nations of the world in the end of days that his glory is upon his people. One Israel is Ephraim and Judah united. Ezekiel 37 verse 16. Moreover, son of man, take you one stick and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel his companions. Then take another stick. And the Hebrew word is eights or tree. Take Take one tree and take another tree. This tree is the olive tree. Take the two olive trees and make them one olive tree. Write upon it for Joseph, the eights, the stick of Ephraim for all the house of Israel, his companions. Ezekiel 37, 17. Join them one to another into one eights, one stick, one olive tree, and they shall become one in your hand. One Israel is Ephraim and Judah living in the land of Israel. Ezekiel 37, 22. And I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel and one king shall be king to them all and they shall no more be two nations neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms any more at all one Israel is the Messiah ruling over a united Ephraim and Judah Ezekiel 37 24 and David my servant will be king over them and they shall all have one shepherd and they shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them it is a united Israel that brings glory to the God of Israel. Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 21 and 25. And I will set my glory among the heathen, and all the heathen shall see my judgment that I've executed, and my hand that I've laid upon them. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, now will I bring the captivity of Jacob, and have mercy on the whole house of Israel, and will be jealous for my holy name. Bringing back the captivity of Jacob is, I will set my glory among the heathen. That's why Yeshua prayed in John chapter 17, verses 21 and 22, that they they may be one, as you, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they may be one in us, that the world may believe that you've sent me. I pray that they may be one. Then it, look what it says. In the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one. It's a united house of Israel and house of Judah 
that brings glory to the God of Israel, that brings glory to Yeshua, the Messiah. Next, we're going to see in Genesis chapter 50 that the phrase, I will remember or I will visit, is a phrase that represents or symbolizes redemption. Genesis chapter 50, verses 23 through 25. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation. The children also of Macher, the son of Manasseh, were brought up upon Joseph's knees. And Joseph said to his brethren, I die. Here's the phrase. God will surely visit you and bring you out of the land, under the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So the phrase, God will visit you, is a phrase that means the redemption is coming. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 2,226, it explains once again that this phrase, I will remember or visit you, symbolizes redemption. But God will surely remember you. The verb is repeated for emphasis. Literally, visit, he will visit you. Or remember, he will remember you. In Hebrew, it's pakod yifkod, identifying the Redeemer. That phrase identifies the redemption. The redemption identifies the Messiah. And the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, page 68, it says that the true deliverer will visit his people and I have said I will bring you up tell them that I will do what I promised to Jacob their father what did he promise him and I will surely bring you up again and so Jacob promised his sons but God will be with you and bring you back into the land of your fathers because of this tradition of deliverance which they possessed that any redeemer that came and used twice the expression pakad to visit was known to be a true deliverer. Now the visitation of the future will correspond to the past. And the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, page 67, it says, saying to them, I have surely remembered you. God said to him, they have a tradition from Joseph that with this watchword will I redeem them. Go and tell them this sign. Why this double expression? Pakod, pakati, that is because just as he visited them in Egypt, so will he visit them again. The visitation of the future will correspond to that of the past. And the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 2226, it continues with this understanding. Exodus chapter 3, verse 16. The words, I have indeed remembered, were pivotal in the acceptance by the Israelites of Moses' announcement of the impending Redemption. As soon as you address them with the words, I have indeed remembered you, they will listen to your voice. For this sign has been passed on to them from the time of Jacob and Joseph. They know that these are the words that will herald their redemption. For both Jacob and Joseph said, God will surely remember you. The birth of Isaac in Genesis 21 foreshadows the redemption of Zion because what is said regarding the birth of Isaac, Genesis 21.1, and the the Lord visited Sarah, referring to redemption, and Isaac was born. This is a prophecy of a future birth of Isaac, and this birth of Isaac, as we explained in last session, is a reference to the birth of Zion, and it's the birth of Zion brings redemption. I have visited you. I will remember or visited you symbolizes redemption, and this is what was prophesied by the Ruach HaKodesh in Luke chapter 21. It used the phrase that God has visited his people. Luke chapter 
chapter 1, verse 67 and 68, verse 71 and 72, and verse 78 it is written, And his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, that we should be saved from our enemies. See, the redemption is associated with being delivered from your enemies and from the hand of all those that hate us. And this is an association to the mercy promised to our fathers. Well, that's going to conclude part 7 of the series on the subject patterns of exile and redemption in Genesis. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Break Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.